In Lingua Podcast Live from Dessau is broadcast from Middle Deutschland and features all things languages. The show is hosted by our teachers, presenting students and guests from all walks of language learning experiences. Today in the studio is one of the best students we've ever had at our language school. Her name is Diana, and I'm very excited that she agreed to come in today to talk about how she found out about Enlingua and what and where does she go from Enlingua. So Diana, again, thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to to talking to you today and. Um, yeah, I guess my first question is, how did you find us? Um, hi, Scott. Hi, Diana. Thank you for welcoming me here. So I really appreciate it as well. Um, how did I find in Lingua? So um, to be honest, um, I knew, knew in Lingua um, before because um, of my last employees so we had a lot of English courses with Inlinguas okay. so I already know it and um, a good friend of mine um, did a course here as well and yes he recommended me this course and this uh, language school and I decided some years ago to change my career, right? So I worked 20 years for business companies, for production companies, um, which were, which were wo worldwide, wo worldwide um, networked uh, with clients all over the world. Mm -hmm. So, and, but I was not really satisfied anymore with this job and, um, I was thinking what I can do the next 20 years. And so I, w I decided for myself to become a teacher for a foreign language, actually. So, and I think, okay, this cannot be so difficult because I have some English skills and maybe I can become an English teacher at a German school. This is possible in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, when you have some some education or skills, so I am I'm able to teach, for example, economics because I study economics and have experiences in that, and English as well. But I found out um, that I need a special level to do it here in Germany. It's okay. called C1 level. Mm -hmm. So, and I talked to the agency of uh, employment uh, to my supervisor about my plan, about my wishes. So, and she said to me, okay, that's not really normal. And we actually don't support this kind of things, but you can look uh, what kind, what um, school you would like, look in the internet. And um, I was thinking, okay, why? Um, my friend uh, recommended in Lingua, I know, I know them already. So, and I just went to this website from in Lingua and I found it really easy to have this, um, this test, right? Just to see um, where I stand with my English skills. So, and I did it, it was quick, it was easy. And I get a really quick response from them. Mm -hmm. So I get a call from in Lingua and they told me, 
um, okay, you achieved the B1 level and I was really disappointed. What? B1? No, that's not good enough. And so, and he asked me why I did this test. And then I had a really nice conversation with this guy and I told him, okay, see, I want to become a teacher. I want to become a, f a teacher for a foreign language and I thought English is a good thing. And then... <coughs> He made a, a short um, phone interview with me mm -hmm. and said, okay, your written skills are B1, but your spoken skills are good. So they are B2 level. And then um, he said to me, okay, let's see. We will make an offer to the agency of employment and then we will see what they will, s what they will say. And say, okay, go forward. And okay. he did it. And... They sent the offer to the to my supervisor at the agency, and then I had a conversation with her, and I said to her, "Really, I would like to do that, and I really think I have good chances um, afterwards when I achieve a C1 level to to get a new job, to have a new career." And <coughs> yeah, and yes, she she approved it. So I think it has something to do with her, right? It depends what um, consultant you get. Okay. Yeah, how open they are. They are really open to give you, for example, SAP courses or project management courses or mm. things like that. Okay. But it was not so easy to get an English course okay. because they don't see really the, the necessary of it, right? And I know from my friend um, that he needs it for a job. You know, um, I think it's it's normal to have English or to to to, to speak English in, in in companies in business companies because right. uh, they are they all work with clients all over the world mm -hmm. and English is the language how to communicate with them. Okay, right. So you found us. You take that assessment test online. Then you have a meeting with our coordinator. Then there's an agreement that you want to come here and study. And then a linguist sends an application to the unemployment agency and requests, okay, we want to have Deanna with us. Yeah. And then unemployment agency consultant says yes or no. Yes. Okay. And she said yes. Maybe she liked me i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then i get an as uh, called acti activation watcher mm -hmm. yeah i i brought them, them back to Lingua, and um <coughs> i had some days afterwards uh afterwards um a short meeting mm -hmm. uh here at Lingua, where i um was in 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 in, in deducted, i don't know um about the time management, how okay. it will work, and I've got my materials, my my, my teaching materials, okay. like a book and things like that. And yeah, and just two weeks later, uh, I started my course. Okay. So it was quick, it was easily, it was uncomplicated, so it, it was really good, nice. good work. No, it's good to hear that. Okay. So for anyone out there listening who's interested in starting a course at our language school, that is how you do it, right? That's how you do it, that's good. Um, okay, so let's go back a little bit. You said you worked 
in the uh, international global companies for 20 years. Uh, you needed English for that job. So then let's go back a little bit further. When did you start learning English? <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in the um, Eastern Germany, mm -hmm. in Eastern Germany. So and um, it was more common to, to learn Russian, actually. Okay. So and English, um, I started at the fifth class with mm -hmm. English. And then I made my graduate in English as well at school. Okay. But to be honest, I wasn't a good student. So I had a really bad mark. Yep. Um, I'm convinced. What is, what is a bad mark? A bad mark is, is, um, is a three? A bad mark in German. No, it's four. Okay. So you graduated with a four in English? Okay. It wasn't good. wasn't good. So <laughs> I had really problems to understand the language, right? Mm. And um, the, the grammar, things like that. So I've got absolutely no feelings for, for this language okay. or for any language. So I was young and um, I was not interested. You had other interests. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And after I graduated school, um, I decided to study economics. Mm -hmm. And English was still a part of my my study, right. uh, business English then. And I recognized over the years that it's really important to, to get a better English because um, when you will find a good job, mm -hmm. right, in a, in a, in a company, um, you need English. Okay. So, and uh, I, f I thought, uh, at this time, okay, when I'm finished here, so I will spend another semester abroad just okay. to get better skills in English. So there was some opportunities from my university um, to go to Scandinavia, to, to, to Sweden. But I had, a really, I had really luck at this time. So um, I found a company here in Dessau mm -hmm. where I did my... Um, my my written exam right okay. so i wrote there my um, master work okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they asked me okay Diana, what would you like to do after your study and i was young and i said oh i want to make career actually so i had no plans <laughs> and they say okay what do you think when you work for us and we will send you to the uk and i was thinking uk okay i was a little bit hesitate because my boyfriend, no, my husband, mm -hmm. lives in southern um, Germany at this time okay. and I was looking for a job more in this area. Mm -hmm. And my mother said, are you stupid? This is such a great chance, take it. And then I called them and asked, okay, where in the UK? London. Okay, I do it. Okay. All right, so, and then, yeah, I, 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 I went to London and I worked and lived there and to be honest, um, with my really bad English skills, I arrived at Heathrow, mm -hmm. the beginning of January 2002 and they picked me up, brought me to, to the office, showed me everything, introduced to my new colleagues, um, showed me my apartment and we picked up my car and I should drive on the wrong side exactly and of course i made two accidents in 10 minutes 
step. So and my boss said, "Oh no, okay, you changed places. Oh, yes, please." <laughs> so it was so strange. The, the first days was so strange for me. So driving on the wrong side. The first day that you arrive. Yes, downtown yeah. London. Yeah. So not not um, you know in a remote area. Uh, really downtown London. All right, you just came. Let's go. Narrow for streets <laughs> and oh. <laughs> That's brave. Mm -hmm. So I hit I hit the other car with my mirror, <laughs> and it there was a really big man sitting in this car, and my boss gave him some some money, you know, and it was fine. Okay. And I two some meters away there was a London cab, and he was a little bit angry, and he said to me, "You can." drive and my boss said oh i'm sorry she's from germany and she is new here and oh, i was oh my god i want to go back home <laughs> <laughs> but okay i managed it so um yeah they brought me back to the apartment and said to me okay have a nice weekend see you on monday okay and i start crying yeah Definitely. But I had such nice colleagues. Mm -hmm. They called me. They picked me up at the weekend. They showed me everything, explained me how the tube is working and things like that and how to find the place, uh, the, 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 the way to the work okay. and, you know, the cycles, the, the traffic cycles. I, I stand there and watch the cars, how they get into the cycles. And the roundabouts. And the roundabouts, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, and... I managed it. And was your apartment far from the office? No, just 15 minutes by car. Okay. So it was nice. And Did you drive on that Monday or did someone come to <laughs> I drive on, on, on Sunday, uh, right? For practicing? I went to buy food to the, to the, to the supermarket uh -huh. and watched and really watched. And okay. I get, uh, get, get back uh, to the to the apartment, took my car, uh -huh. and started to drive. Okay. And I was shaking all the time, really shaking. And then I called my mama, my mom. I did it! I did it! I did it! I drove! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, w it was crazy. And I was 22. I was young. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then. After two weeks in the office and very close to my colleagues and things like that, I understand more and more. Okay. Every evening I um, wrote down the new words and translated into German and learn it, right? And yeah, after two weeks I understand nearly everything. Mm -hmm. So um, the speaking part was not so easy. It took more time so to have the to feel comfortable to speak, right? I think this is the most challenge okay. for in a foreign language. But I did it as well after some 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 weeks. So and then I made phone calls by my own and booked tickets and train station and things like that. Okay. And yeah. And the best thing at the end was I I had customer meetings by my own. So without my boss. So because this was my duty, this was my task to find new customers for, mm -hmm. for my company in Germany. Yeah, and I found a customer called Heinz. I think you know them. <laughs> In the UK, it's really popular for toddler biscuits, for for infant biscuits and things like that. Okay. And yeah, I, I really found a really big customer. Fantastic. So yeah, and um, yeah, and then I um, after six months, I had to leave, and it was the 
the interesting and greatest time so f in my life so far. Okay. Definitely. And I would say when you l will learn a language, you need to go abroad. You need to go in the country where the language is spoken okay. when you are not a natural talent. Okay. So if you have that opportunity, mm. it's a obviously like you're immersed, right, in that particular culture. Like you must, you not must, you should, <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> speak, <laughs> right? I sh yes, definitely. Okay. Nobody speaks Are German yeah. there. So uh, you come back to Germany after six months? Yeah. Still working for the same company? Yes. Okay. And um. you're coming back to this area, like Dessau? No. Okay. Um, the, the company I worked at this time um, has two facilities, mm -hmm. two production facilities. One was here in Dessau, but this was mainly production. Okay. And all the administration departments, like purchase departments, sales departments, um, um, finance and things like that was based in Marburg. Okay. Marburg is in in in, in Hessen. Mm -hmm. It's a very very nice and old um, uh, city. And so I I I I moved and I lived there for five years. Okay. And yeah, then I get pregnant with my first child, and yeah, they decided to to close the facility in Marburg mm -hmm. and just focused all here in this area on their south. So it was a good chance for me to come back at home to my mother, to my family, to okay. my friends and things like that. Uh -huh. I was pregnant. Pregnant, this was, it was really a good thing for me. Okay. It was positive. So, yeah. And one year later, I applied for other job, for other company because mm -hmm. I want to earn some more money okay. and want to do something new, things like that. And this is a company, um, it's a chemical company um, in, in by St. Goetzau. Mm -hmm. They produce um, PE films, okay. different kind of PE films. And I worked there as well as a sales manager in the sales department and was responsible for all the clients we have had abroad, so mm -hmm. around Germany but mainly for the UK and Ireland clients. So in the second opportunity, the second work opportunity, you're, are you using, you're using English every day? Every day. So I would say 80% of my communication was in English. So okay. just the internal uh, communication with my colleagues was in German. Otherwise, okay. emails, telephone calls, meetings, everything was in English. So the six months that you spent in London, that really jettisoned your English-speaking skills. Of course, okay. definitely. So, so much. Um, as I said, I was a really bad student in English. So, <laughs> um, And, you know, um, I don't think about grammar when I'm speaking. I don't think about it. So um, I'm just speak like, uh, like I feel it, right? Mm -hmm. So m uh, maybe it sounds good for me. So maybe it's wrong, but uh, uh, yeah, they said to me, oh, your English is good in the UK and my office. So no, it's good. So really, uh, we understand you. So and yes, I've, I could um, handle it, um, manage it 20 years. Mm -hmm. So um, we made deals, we made contracts. So it, it's, yeah, it, it works. Uh, but I uh, found out that um, I used 
mostly the same vocabulary, right? Okay. Definitely. Okay. So the, the, the special vocabulary you need for your work. And this English course here at Lingua showed me there are so much more words to use, okay. right? Okay. So, and this was a really good process for me to have this course. And of course, I get more involved in grammar, mm -hmm. actually. But I always need to think about the structure to, to create a sentence. So, okay. And that's why it's absolutely necessary for me to, um, after the course, to, to keep, ongoing with English, yeah. So what what can I do in my free time? So um, I watch um, Netflix movies and series in English. Mm -hmm. I listen more carefully to music. And okay. I speak to my children in English at home, so they hate it, but I do it. So <laughs> 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 Just to, to practice it, okay. right? Yeah, Just yeah. to don't lose it. You don't want to lose it, right. Okay, so you're practicing English with your kids at home. Yes. And they don't like it. Or um, they do like it. Are they like, Mama? Okay, my daughter like it, likes, it, likes it because she has a talent for language, mm -hmm. really. She has a really good talent. She, she speaks um, really good French and English. She is on a really high level in English. And, sh yeah, she is my... Um, critical uh, my 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 you know she uh, my mom that's not correct um it okay. does it, it yeah it sounds not correct and things like that my son my older son hated because he's not so good in english and okay. he has some difficulties but i think when when i do it it it, it will help him right yeah. it will definitely help him yeah. and my youngest one is just four mm -hmm. and four is a really good age to learn languages so and i just say it to him and then I translate it in German so I try try okay. no it's good like kids like you say like four-year-olds sponge I don't think I had a foreign language until I was in the eighth grade oh that's late what is, what, how old am I in the eighth grade like 14 or 15 14, mm -hmm. 14 years old mm -hmm. yeah. 14 I think 14 years Spanish Spanish all right yeah but uh, no, that's good. Like introducing this to your kids at an early age, I think is very beneficial, especially in today's world, right? In this evolving, like globalized world. And like you said, like you didn't expect that you would need it one day. And then you got, you know, a super opportunity to move abroad, to live abroad, to work abroad. That's fantastic. At such an early age too. Mm -hmm. What did your partner say when you told him you were moving to London? Did he say, okay, honey, like, good luck. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be here. Definitely. I'll wait for you. Yes. Come back soon. <laughs> um, he, he was um, as well very excited and he was happy for me that I've uh, got this chance. And of course, he used this uh, for himself because he visited me twice. <laughs> and, you know, London is a very interesting city. It's yeah. not, it's not England, it's London, like yeah. New York is not America or right. whatever. Right. Um, and a lot of my friends visit me, so I've had um, 
people uh, uh, in my apartment every weekend. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was a really nice How time. How big was your apartment? Um, it was two rooms, a, w a bedroom, um, a living room, a kitchen and a floor. Yeah, and um, a bathroom. So okay, it's really so nice. Could, so you could have like, yeah, you could have like two people. Yeah. Comfortably. Definitely. Yeah, it was expensive for them because London is really, uh, it was cheap for them. London is really expensive to stay there. So they just um, took the plane it's and it's I picked them up and yeah. then I showed them everything. So I, yeah. It's about accommodation. Like if you can find somebody, stay with a friend mm -hmm. that you don't have to spend that 200 a night, mm -hmm. 300 a night, then you can save so much money that you can see the city, right? And you have somebody there who knows the city. Who knows the city. Who can yeah. show you some other things, not the typical, you know, to, to um, sightseeing things everybody wants to see. Yeah. yeah. The touristy sites. Interesting. Okay, so you come back and you change jobs. You have your first child. Um, how long did you work at the second company? 13 years. Okay. So this is your main work. Definitely, Back yeah. in Dessau, 80% English every day, international clients. So does it make you feel different, like that you're in this small community and your language skills are so good? Do you have more confidence? Uh, does it give you another perspective? Um, does it make you feel more important? <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like when you have this under your belt, like... I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah and sometimes, um, you know, there's always a nice city, mm -hmm. definitely. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's not really, I don't know, you don't meet really interesting people, right? So and in, my, in, my, in my jobs, I always had contacts to different cultures and to different persons and as well my experience in London. So, yeah, it's quite boring sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I really enjoy to have this course here with three interesting teachers. So, um, to get in contact with them. Yeah, I, I really love that. So. Okay, so let's talk about the course then real quick. Mm -hmm. So, at the moment, yeah, we have not many teachers, right, working uh, because of the pandemic. Classes have gone all online. Um, so you had three or four teachers, right? One American, two Turkish, one Pakistani. So an international <laughs> club. <laughs> like club. <laughs> um, when you first started that first week, did it take some time to get used to the different teachers, different accents, different pronunciation, or did it was it a smooth transition? Um, I'm honest now. Yeah, of course you. The can. first day I had my first lesson. Um, that was with me, right? No, it was with um, Sanju. I was Jansu. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was the second. Okay, that's right. You was the second, and so. Um, I had um, headache afterwards because it was the first time after um, a really long time that I spoke English in this frequency, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, oh my God, eight weeks every day. <laughs> oh no. But 
after some days, really in the same week, I went, oh, it's my, it's, it's fun. It, I really enjoy it. I really love it. And it becomes a really important part of my daily uh, routine. Uh, routine uh, Ritual? Routine, uh, right. And um, I really looked forward to my lessons. So and in, in the first week, I met all my teachers. Mm -hmm. And everyone has a different style to teach. And it makes the lessons so interesting, right? So it's it, it, it wasn't boring. So Kay. there was always um, new stuff and the background and the experiences they could provide to me. So I really I really found this helpful. Mm -hmm. And there was no difference in pronunciation. They uh, really had a perfect English. Um, really, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's perfect, yeah, yeah. really perfect, and um, I really I I like um, my 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 dialogues with with Ali a lot. So we sometimes lost ourselves um, because of our dialogues. So we talk about um, political things and about his country, uh, Pakistan. So. I was really interested to find out more of, of my teachers. So sometimes we didn't um, make um, our lesson stuff with the book and things like that. We just was talking, talking, talking all the time. And I, I really liked that. Okay. So, Yeah, that's also learning, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like, you know, what's interesting and challenging when we have a student like you that's such a high level of proficiency the book stuff is important okay if there's a grammar point that, that you want to make but using the language becomes priority right and I think that you have to go into like discussions about a certain topic like a TED talk that you both want to to listen to and then discuss it or you know an article that you read or a chapter in a book that you read it's challenging because like, that's when you have to you know give people more complicated material like and and then I think a lot of times like you have three kids, it becomes a matter of time management. Like, did were you able to read that unit? Were you able to check out that TED talk? You know, were you able to? Because the the high level students that I have right now, um, that's the challenging part. Like, I need to push them to find the time, right, to study. So you said like after the course, okay, so you had an eight-week intensive course. How many hours a day was the course? Three hours. Okay, for eight weeks. And did the teachers, what kinds, did they bring any extra material into the lesson? Did they use like, like stuff from YouTube or stuff from like other ELT websites? Yes. Okay. Um, they provide me with a lot of um other materials, okay. so YouTube videos, of course. Uh, Ali um, showed me the Inlingua podcast, mm. um, so, and he explained me as well how I can manage to get the the speed of the of the the language a little bit. Um, uh, you can lower it. Lower it, yeah. so on YouTube, and this was a really good thing for me. So, yeah. and uh, I learned. Um, we we share um, my homework and things like that um, online, and this was as well a good um, 
Did you like the platform? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, so uh, the exercises are sort of integrated. Definitely. Into, okay. So they really did. They, they provide me with a lot of uh, materials so I can uh, go through afterwards mm -hmm. and to prepare myself a little bit more. And yes, they really thought that all shape, for example, um, sent me books uh, in English okay. for my level. So. Um, I and I read Hamlet in English, so and it was easy. It Perfect. was really easy, Perfect. and things. And we talk a lot about movies. Um, um, yeah, what what he likes to see, and Ali. Um, we talk a little bit about music. Mm -hmm. um, he likes the same music like my husband. Okay. So yeah, so there was well, a lot of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you. If you recommend something from Netflix, right, like a documentary, and then I want to be able to hear your perspective on it, like, and you have that ability to give me that perspective. That's what I, that's what I like when when students come back and say, "Yeah, what about this point? Like, let's talk about this or let's talk about that," and they initiate that. So that's what I'm saying. You're a rarity in our office. Someone that we can, when you first start coming in and sitting down, that we can really get into some. You know, interesting material, right? And interesting discussions, which is great. So let's talk about after the course was finished. You said in the beginning of the podcast that you want to follow the next goal is to become an English teacher. Yeah. Right? How are you going to make that happen? Yeah, um, first of all, I have to wait now for the certification, so for the test result, um, okay, and we will see what I have achieved. Um, if I've got the C1 level, but I don't think so, um, I could apply for teacher as a, as a English teacher um, for the next um, school year, so it started in, in September. Mm -hmm. Um, but the apply uh, time is running out now this month, so I think I cannot manage it because okay. I don't have the certification in my hand. Okay, so you took a TELC, what we're talking about, the certification. So Deanna took a TELC test, C1. Yeah. B2C1 or C1? B2C1. B B2C1. When are you expecting the results? I don't know. Anytime really, I don't know. Soon, right? I hope so. I hope so within the next two, three weeks. Okay. So maybe. Okay. I don't know. All right. So if that certification says C1, you will... Okay. The application deadline is is at the end of this month? Yes. Okay. But you'll still put that in. Okay. If not, next year? So... Where, where do you want to teach? Where? Mm -hmm. So I would like to teach on uh, secondary schools. So... Um, and maybe on a private school, so because it's a little bit maybe easier to be um, independent from the government mm -hmm. um, to go this way. Um, yeah, we will see. So um, I have as well other chance, maybe not um, with English for the moment. Um, I can um, teach business as well. So on secondary schools, it's um, very common to have a subject called economics. Mm -hmm to provide the students for the uh, job career after the school. Um, maybe this is could be my, my, my chance to get into this um, into this um, job, right, as a teacher. Right. And then I can follow up with English as well. So I can, 
um, get again the chance to have another course, for example, okay. so to to improve it more, to have a really good C1 level. So that's okay. that's a plan. Okay. Yeah, I know that getting into the uh, yeah the state educational system is problematic. I've also thought about that myself, and I think I would run into the same obstacles as you, right? Because and my background is in sociology. Hmm. So I sort of want to get into that topic. But let me ask you this. Have you met any other English teachers in Dessau that work in high schools or gymnasiums in Dessau? Yes. And what are their language skills like? Perfect. Um, but they study it, actually. Okay. So they study. Oh, this is a really hard work to pronounce. Pedagogiki. Yeah, pedagogical or pedagogy. Pedagogy yeah. um, for English, mm-hmm. right? So they have all the knowledge about the structure of this language, right? So ha- how to use the grammar in the correct way. But um, I think I can manage this as well because you have time to provide the lessons. Right. And it's really easy explained in the books, in the materials for the for the students, for the for the children. So um, because you know the pandemic forced us to teach our children by our own. So and I spend a lot of time with my son to teach them in every subjects mm-hmm. and especially in English mm-hmm. because it was easy for me, and I found it I found it really simple. Right, it's really well structured, well explained, and I think okay, you've got time to prepare your lesson, and you get better. Yeah, after some some years, you you get better. You Experience. have more practice yeah. and things like that. And I was thinking, okay, I can and I, I can do it. And I've got experiences, right? I've got uh, business experiences. I know how it works after school, mm-hmm. what is important mm-hmm. for them. And on a secondary school, you have more to focus on uh, on a normal job. You are not um, focused on on a, on a study. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this could be really helpful for these um, school systems to have people there who have experiences um, in work, right. in businesses, and things like that, and can teach people, uh, st- uh, children, with business English and connect it to the real world, right? I think this could be a really high advantage. Yeah. It's my opinion. No, I think it's a great idea. I think, I mean, basically, I think all you would need to do is, or one of the, thing, one of the things that I think you should do is... Uh, get a CELTA certification and a CELTA is is uh, it's an intensive course I did one in Turkey with Oljai one of the most difficult courses I've taken and I've I have a graduate degree right so like uh, um, it's about yeah structuring a course it's about uh, time management it's about it's not really about teaching methods but you do learn a little bit about teaching methods um, but it's a great introduction, you know, if you're wanting to start this new adventure into becoming like uh, a teacher, it's, it's a good certification that will put you ahead of the game. 
right? There's also like a TESOL certification. Oljai has, we did a CELTA, he also did a, a TEFL certification from Arizona State, I think, uh, did that a couple of years ago. But again, these are just kind of like trainings that, you know, give teachers more tools for like, you know, managing a course and, uh, and, and, and some like teaching methodologies. I agree with you. I think the best teachers learn from experience. I don't think you not having a background in this, you know, English pedagogy, I don't think that should limit you in what you want to do. Unfortunately, here in Germany, it, it's too rigid. It's not that flexible. It's old-fashioned. It's old-fashioned. Yeah, what if someone wants to go back, you know, and change their profession? Maybe they've got a, a new passion. Why should that employment opportunity not be made available, right? That's, that's my opinion. I understand why it's there, because now that I've, I'm living in Germany for four <laughs> years, like, you know, rule-oriented by the book, I understand that. But, um, yeah, there has to be some flexibility in the hiring process here, I think, for you. And if you have to go to a private school, maybe that's the flexibility that you know they will provide for you yeah that's my plan so i hope it will work yeah for me are you optimistic that it will work um yes i am so i i just uh, focused this uh, goal um but you know i have to work as well i have to earn money mm -hmm. so and so if i cannot manage it yet so maybe I've got the chance, the opportunity next year, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I don't uh, lose this goal. Okay. No, I think it's a great goal. I think it's a great goal. Like John Sue and well, you know, John Sue, she she's from an ELT background, and so is Oljai. You know, um, I'm not, <laughs> but I can get away with it because of my experience, and I'm a native speaker. Yes. You know, so that's... That's a big advantage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little advantage. <laughs> But yeah, also I've been teaching for a long time, so that I, I get lucky. You're right, I get lucky. Um, did you have any negative experiences with this intensive course that you took with... I should, maybe I shouldn't say negative. Do you have any recommendations for us as a language school or as teachers, what could we have done to make your No, I, I don't have experience. any okay. I don't have any um, negative um, experience. I mean you did it online. I mean that's the only thing. But okay. this has nothing to do with the teacher or Would with the school. This is just um, because of the situation we are living at the moment. Okay. Um Would, or I really would like to, to have it more um, personal, more private in, in a school, face-to-face um, -face mm -hmm. and things like that. But it wasn't possible, so okay, we have to, to accept it. But everything works well, mm -hmm. so the connection was okay. Um, I could show my time, right, the, the flexibility from a lingua to have my own time schedule. It was brilliant, okay. so... Um, Different materials, as I said before, could be provided to me, but to have the personal contact, right, in mm -hmm. a, in a classroom is it's much better. Yeah. But this has nothing to do with the lingua or the teachers. So okay, 
Okay. Are you going to come back for a second course? I really would like to do so. It now it depends from the agency of employment. Though mm-hmm. um, so they have the new um, offer. Mm-hmm from in lingua and now they have to decide um, if it goes further for me or not okay i will see so as you are still working with the arbeitsamt yes i do when they give you a suggestion okay we well i don't know if you have to apply or if you want to apply are they are they only giving you jobs that require English, like a high level of English language skills. No, not not uh, not all of them ha- need to have English skills. They um, provide me um, job offers. Yes, um, they fit to my experiences, okay. to my educations, okay. and things like that. Right? Okay. They are English as well, but mm-hmm. not not only. So maybe for a, a controlling job, you don't need English. Okay. But to be honest, when I when I'm looking for a new job, mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm focused on English. So because I really want to speak it, right? I right. don't want to lose it. Um, I really like it, and I feel more comfortable uh-huh. than before. Okay. So and I really would like to improve and to practice it more. And yeah, it would be a shame when I uh, when I have a job where I cannot speak it. Yeah. For me. <laughs> it would that would be a shame. Yeah. Are you if if the dream job, okay, let's say that the teaching job is put off for another year, right? Just because of the yeah. certification results. And then something really good comes along. Yeah. What's what's your do you take the that's not teaching, right? Yeah. But back in business. Yeah. Back in your area of expertise. Yeah. Do you jump on that? Yes, definitely. Okay. When it is an interesting job, an interesting company, and interesting um, tasks, so definitely I would like to do it. And um, this is a to teach English or economics at school is a really high wish, but it's a hard way, definitely. And um, I will focus that, but yes, I n- I have to work, I have to earn money, and. Yeah, it depends from from the job offer, right? When it's right. interesting, maybe um, I I'm satisfied with it, and maybe I really like it, and to say, okay, that's that's what I want to do the next twenty years, so mm-hmm. that's fine for me, mm-hmm. and I can do the English in my private time, mm-hmm. right? So with my children, and maybe with you guys, I don't know, maybe we meet us um, in our free time, so um, so then I have the chance to practice. No, I well definitely gonna meet in the free time. <laughs> and it's you know, it depends on um yeah, that's that that doesn't depend on anything. You live right behind us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's my hood. Like Ten minutes <laughs> I away. Grew, I there. grew up <laughs> there. Yeah. So that's not a problem. Um I want you to tell us an interesting experience or like a funny experience. Uh maybe in the UK or maybe back here or on another, you know, uh, trip that you went abroad, that y- there was some sort of like a, m- a meaningful interaction in English. Do you have anything like on the top of your head? Like, um, I don't know if it's really interesting or funny, but um, yes, I, I went to a l- lot of places around the world. So mm-hmm. and 
um, yeah, my really strange experiences with English is um, um, I flew to Lyon in, in France okay. and I didn't know where my um, terminal uh, was. Mm -hmm. So, and I asked uh, the service people there and I started with English and I said, hey, can you help me please? Really polite and things like that. <laughs> and, and they just ignored me. So they don't look at me, they don't answer me. And I was like, oh my God, my flight is going in 10 minutes and I don't know where to go. And this is a service person, what's going on here? And then I said, bonjour. And that was enough, just to start with a, with a French word or with a French sentence and then they move into English, they change it. It was so strange and I always had the same um, issues with my French clients, so they are so ignorant with their language and with <laughs> English. So I think, what's going on, guys? So it's the word language. What's the matter? I know you can speak it. Yeah, but the other thing, um, as I came back from London, right, the, the English, the, the UK people, the English um, people are really polite, right? Mm -hmm. There's always a please behind the sentence. So, And I was... Back in Germany, and I was buying um, some strawberries on the market, and I said in German, um, "Kann ich uh, bitte einen Korb Erdbeeren haben, please?" <laughs> and I said always please at the end of the sentence, and I did this a long time after I came back. So, <laughs> yeah, this was really <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny story. So, and you sort of adopt these cultural practices, right? Linguistic practices in other countries. Yeah, the, f the French, it's just, <laughs> they're notorious, right? And it's not even like a negative stereotype. It's just, that's the way it is, you know? Yeah, that's you, have you have to know it, and yeah. when you know it, so you can, um, yeah, you can handle it. So it's just bonjour. Just <laughs> one bonjour, and then you had, a, oh yeah, it, it's go down there and take a left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How long did it take you to pick up the uh, the British? Um, like it's, I've been, I've only been in London a, a few times, and even f I have a hard time understanding what people are saying. Like in like small talk or just like you know everyday vernacular. Like it's in, in the UK. There's a lot of phrases and that I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe um, they were just nice to me and okay. speak really clear <laughs> and uh, good, good Oxford English. So I don't know. Uh, but there was some something they always said higher. They always said higher when you, you meet somebody okay. in the morning. Higher. And I was thinking, higher? High? Like and are yeah. what does this mean and how are you yeah. this is just yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hiya and then i started to say it as yeah. well so when i went to london and hiya hiya and they understand me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the different dialects you know i don't know but you know we have the same here in germany there are a lot of different accidents here um <laughs> Like the Bavarian people, yeah. oh, this is so strange. You you are there and you don't understand nothing. Okay, nothing. Yeah, I don't speak German, so I don't have those problems. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. You are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hear that a lot. Like, you know, people from different parts of the country, of course, have different dialects. Hmm. Yeah, everywhere you go, there's always going to be like, you know, negative stereotypes about like people from different areas and their linguistic skills. My, um, I'll tell you one funny story. My, my, both my parents are from rural areas, right? And my father used to say, can't. Like, I can't do it. I can't, right? Hmm. I can't. He would say can't, or he would say ain't, for like, are not, I ain't going, I am not going. And that drove my mother crazy, like, you know, because uh, that really showed where they're from, right? And so my mother would always correct his <laughs> uh, pronunciation, and ain't. Ain't is like, I mean, you can say it, but still it's... It's a word, I think. I don't know, but it's probably something you should avoid. Like, like, are you gonna go? I ain't going. Huh? What did you say? You ain't going? Like, you know, you sound like sort of like. Okay, where'd you learn that from? <laughs> from your grandparents. It's funny. So, if my father listens to this, uh, Dad, your grammar was only improved because you married my mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anyway, well, thanks for coming in. I've enjoyed this so much. Um, I'm glad that we got this opportunity to sit down. Like, this is the second time I've seen you in person. And uh, I hope we can uh, organize some, some weekend barbecues some bike tours. I will hearts. do so. So I will expect my test lovers and then I'm thinking I will invite you to come to me to have a barbecue yeah, and to play course. some table tennis and things like that. I will bring, <laughs> I will bring, uh, we love to cook. Like Johnson and I, we love to cook. And Altai too. Altai is learning how to cook. He's, <laughs> he's not that bad actually. Um, but yeah, if you let us know, definitely, of we'll come over. Uh, definitely. Definitely, I will and do uh, this. I really would like to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, all my friends here are students. Like, and I got a lot of good friends here. I think, and they've all come from the lessons. Yeah, and it's a good chance for you to learn some German. Yeah, as we can. Well. Like, you know, we can practice our <laughs> like pass this and sit there and don't do that and like <laughs> put my son down, Scott. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No, but seriously, thank you so much. And um, you're welcome. Yeah, I wish you the best and good luck in finding the job as a teacher. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me today here of at course. your podcast. Of course. <laughs> so see you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Enlingua Podcast live from Dessau. We hope you stay tuned for more episodes.